This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And normally, you know that what this looks like is each episode, I take a look at one verse or a passage of scripture and spend some time talking about some things from that that maybe we already do know or maybe we aren't very familiar with and kind of break it down from one particular passage. But in this episode, I want to talk a little bit more about I don't know the right way to say it, but maybe more of a big picture kind of a thing. Because I've been thinking, you know, just kind of in the back of my mind for the past maybe week of how much of my life, how many of my decisions, how much of um, what I do day in and day out is really just focused on the regular stuff that life requires of me, right? So get up in the morning and the first thing that we do, we let the dog out of his crate and then he greets us and then we take him out. Then I come back in, I start to get ready, take a shower, shave, da-da-da-da-da, drive to work. And you just, if you think about the routine that you go through every day and you think about, where, you know, so much of our time is already kind of spoken for. And I'm sharing as a non-parent. So parents, you're going, oh man, I would give anything for my routine in the morning to be that straightforward, right? And I, I think about how quickly our time and our priorities are just filled up, how quickly our energy is gone. And I was, I was thinking about just how easy it is to go through the day and to not be um, like actively doing anything where we're saying, no, God, I don't want to do things your way, right? So this isn't like a, a defiant or a you know, in the traditional way that we would think of it, disobedient sort of a thing. But how easy it is for us to realistically just go through life, go through our day, go through our routine. And not that we're doing it kind of sleepwalking through it, but we're doing what normally has to happen. The things that we have to do in order for life to you know, go smoothly. And so once we get in the car, we start driving, we go to work and we do X, Y, Z. Once we get to work, we take our lunch break. For me, we drive home and let the dog out over lunch break (laughs) and then, you know, back to work, da-da-da-da-da. And I've been realizing over the past few, you know, I, I don't even know, maybe few weeks, maybe one week, I don't know exactly But I've been realizing how easy it is for me to not be intentionally oriented toward God and toward pursuing, bringing, like Jesus prayed, his kingdom to life here on earth. 
And I've talked about that recently, some of the really practical things we can do to plug into our community to make the world we see look a little bit more like God's kingdom rather than seeing all the shortcomings and all the ways that things obviously don't line up with his kingdom. But in this episode, I want to talk less about the the acts of service that we can do, less about the ways that we can take direct, (laughs) again, action, uh, and more some things that we can do for us to, like I said, almost kind of reorient our lives, our direction, our minds toward God. And as I started thinking through this, I realized that I kind of have been talking about this stuff periodically at, through different episodes. And so I was reminded of, um, I talked about one thing that I had recently come across at the time in episode 25. The episode is called Alpha and Omega. Talked about just how God is the beginning and the end. God is everything and how easy it is to lose sight of that. And talked about uh, there was one specific way in there that uh, we can kind of, you know, if this word is weird to you, I, I can't think of a, the right one to avoid saying it, but how we can kind of recenter ourselves throughout the day on him. And that is the different, uh, you know, different people have different ideas about the pronunciation of the word Yahweh or the word Jehovah the uh, four Hebrew characters that there were no vowels uh, written in the original language. So that's why the, the interpretation or the pronunciation could be as varied as Yahweh or Jehovah. But some people have come up with this idea that To say the name of God, it's Y-H-W-H or Y-H-V-H. When you try to make that sound, it sounds like breathing. And so to be reminded, breathing in and breathing out, that we are communing with God, that he is the one sustaining, that he is the one providing, that he is the one, you know, some people talk about this idea that God is actively loving us into existence, that the moment he takes his, um, his provision and his, maybe provision isn't the right word, but the moment that he stops actively filling us with life, um, we would be done. I don't think I did justice to explaining that. And if you're listening and going, well, that doesn't make sense. Um, hopefully you can, <laughs> you can get outside of the way I said it and realize what people way smarter than me are trying to communicate with that idea. 
But the, the key point from there is that one of the ways that we can be reminded and reconnected in with who God is in our lives is through the simple act of breathing. That as we breathe in and we breathe out, we understand and we're reminded of our complete dependence on God, our complete dependence on his grace and his sustaining us and giving us breath. That's what I was trying to say. Hopefully that makes sense of what I was trying to communicate earlier. And so I think that's one way that we can reorient ourselves, that we can remind ourselves, hey, the purpose of being here on earth. Um, when, when Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? Because this is what people do, right? We want to know, okay, if I'm only going to follow one thing, or maybe it's not even from that perspective, but it's like, hey, rank the things I'm supposed to do just so I know which is the most important. And Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And he didn't leave it there. He didn't give him just the one command. He said, and the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And if we are honest with ourselves at all, we realize how much, how far short we come of loving God with all of our hearts, all of our minds, all of our strength. And this, you know, this way of just remembering as we breathe in and we breathe out, remembering, oh, yeah, God is the one providing this breath. God is the one keeping me alive. My role here is to love him with everything. You see how that's a reorientation of what can easily happen as we're just going through life and this thing requires my attention, then that thing, then the other thing, and before you know it, we've been just dealing with, you know, whether they're things that are urgent or just things that are necessary to be taken care of next. We can just go through whether we actually have a checklist or it's just kind of a, a metaphorical, here's the next thing up and I have to keep going. We can so easily just be distracted by all that stuff and just miss out on connecting in and orienting our lives toward God. Uh, another way, so I'm, I'm going to talk about, let's see, I have four things written down that I just want to kind of highlight as ways that we can uh, reorient ourselves toward God. And I want to just hit these. This is not in any way an exhaustive list. These are some things that I've found to be helpful in my life and that I want to encourage you if you're kind of going, yeah, I fall into this category of 
kind of, Alan, where you're saying you are right now of going, hey, I'm just sort of breezing through life and I'm, I'm remembering the need to reconnect with God. Here are a few ways that I personally do it. And if you have some other ways, that's awesome. I love it. Do it. The goal isn't that you do one of these things. The goal is that you do the thing of reorienting, reconnecting, and intentionally loving God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So the second thing that I've found really helpful for this, and, you know, maybe it's almost more of a longer time frame practice of this breath thing. Uh, But as I've recorded and talked about multiple times, especially episode eight, talking about meditation, it's been something for me to just be quiet, just me and God. And the verse that I, not exclusively, but almost exclusively, just say over and over in my mind silently, it's kind of my mantra, if you will, is be still and know that I am God. And what I find is that when I take the time and I practice this, that I sit quietly just me and him and take that verse to heart, not just saying it over and over, be still and know that I'm God, but actually digesting that, actually internalizing what that looks like, what that means. Oh, okay. It means partly that I'm thinking life only works due to my activity but then I'm reminded, be still. And if I'm still, then what? I start to worry things aren't going to happen. Things are going to fall apart because I'm the one keeping this all going. And then the second part of that verse hits, and know that I am God. Not I, Alan, but this is (laughs) written as if God was speaking, right? I, God, am God. And it's a reminder that we kind of take that role in our minds, maybe not consciously, but we take that role of, man, if anything is going to happen, it's up to me. And when we're still, when we remember who is God, what he does is he uses that time he uses that time to reorient us. And I'm, I'm struggling to come up with a better word. I know I've said reorient a bunch of times throughout this episode, but I really do think that's what we need. I really do think that's where we find ourselves. That's where I find myself. Too quickly focusing in on me and my immediate needs and my stuff and the things that matter to me And I need to reorient. Um, Jesus, when he was preaching, he talked about repent. And I, I did an episode. I'm not sure which one it is. I didn't think of it until now. But 
that means change your mind, change your course, do something different. And I think some of us find ourselves right now going, yeah, I've been going through life and I've been doing my thing and there hasn't been a whole lot of focus on God and his thing. Uh, It's time for some repentance. It's time for some reorientation. The third thing in uh, episode number 59 called In His Image, I talked about how I was using this practice of I would let when I started to get annoyed or frustrated with a person or a situation, I would let that be the trigger to remind me this person is created in the image of God. And to be reminded of that is such a powerful and humbling moment because what we do when something goes wrong, when someone frustrates us or annoys us, usually our natural thing is to think of all the ways that they're a jerk, that they're doing something wrong, that they screwed up, and that we're right. And instead of going into that mode, right, of thinking, okay, what are my arguments? What's my ammo to tear down this other person that's bothering me right now? Instead, to refocus, to reorient, and to be reminded this person is created in the image of God. It's a powerful reminder. And as I'm recording right now, the the episode I recorded and talked about that was only, what, a couple months ago, I think, maybe a little longer. And I'm in need again today of that reminder. It's so crazy to me that as I talk about these practices, these few things I've mentioned so far, these things that have had such a huge impact in my life, that I can easily sort of let that stuff fall to the wayside and just go, yeah, 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 I know that's really important, but I got some other stuff going on. Um, number four thing that I want to mention is actually not a practice that I've been doing, but it's a practice that my wife, Annalise, and if you've listened to uh, any of the episodes that we did together, then you've gotten to know her a little bit through that. But a practice that Annalise has been doing for the past, I'm so bad at timelines like that, but I, I bet it's been a month and a half, is she sets her alarm for whenever we would have been getting, or she would have been getting up. We don't always get up at the same time, but whenever she would have been getting up, she sets her alarm for an hour before that. And she gets up. She spends some time doing her devotions in a quiet time. And she also spends some time kind of making a, not really a to-do list, but not really a journal either. I think she calls it like a brain dump of just putting down on paper whatever's popping into her head and getting it out of her brain and onto paper 
And you know, for those of you that are to-do list people or who like to check things off, you know that it just, for whatever reason, it feels different when you write stuff down. It kind of lets your brain relax. And what she's found is that getting up an hour early, which by the way, this one doesn't work for me. When I try to get up earlier than normal, and I try to be intentional about reading or praying or meditating or anything, I'll just fall asleep. When I know I don't have to be awake right now, it's, it doesn't work for me. But maybe you're more of a morning person and you're going, yeah, that would help me. What she's doing is starting the day off with intention and starting the day off with reorientation. And what I want to encourage you to do, like I said, none of these practices, the specifics of it is what you need to get hung up on. None of actually these practices, period, is what I, I don't think you need to get hung up on doing it that way. But instead, I want to remind you to be intentional about taking some time about on purpose, some way, reorienting yourself toward God, being reminded of what Jesus says, that the thing is to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's just so easy to float through life, fill up our time with other stuff, Things that do matter. I'm not denigrating other stuff. Now, of course, you know, if you're like me, you also spend a bunch of time wasting time doing stuff that doesn't matter. But the key here is not to say all this other stuff I'm doing isn't important, doesn't matter. The key here is to say, I need a perspective shift and I need to have these little moments, maybe like my wife at the beginning of the day, maybe like me at multiple times throughout the day, that we just need to kind of reorient, remind ourselves to be focused and pointed toward God. Because even if that's what we want in the big picture for our lives, it's just so easy to get off track, to let things kind of pile up that take our attention away. And again, not, not even necessarily bad things, wrong things, meaningless things, but just things that take our attention away from him. And the reminder from this episode is to find some way, doesn't have to be one of these four ways, I'm guessing if you've listened to many of these episodes, the way that I think about life and experience life resonates with you in some way. Otherwise, I don't, <laughs> I don't know why you're still listening, but hey, maybe you are. Um, so maybe all three, all three of my ways and Annalise's one way are just not for you. Find your way, though, to reorient yourself toward God. It's what he's asking. It's what he wants. And it's what matters in life. 
but it's just so, so easy to forget that, to get so busy, to get so focused, distracted by other things that we kind of miss out on what needs to be our true focus, our true goal and orientation. So let's make sure that we're not just living life aimlessly, that we're not just putting out fires and doing what needs to be done, the next thing that's right in front of us, to the neglect of focusing in on him.